Hello and welcome to the second part of the Viking story. Where you play a big role. What happened so far? It's the era of the Vikings and you, the stone trader, are living in this little village up in the north. You have become friends with a loving family where, unfortunately, a tragic accident had happened. The father and the two kids were killed in an avalanche. And from that day on, your good friend Sela, the Viking woman who had lost her family, was a broken woman. And the day came when you saw her leaving the village on a horse. Now let's dive into the day where you got the proposition for a big adventure. It's a cold winter day and you're sitting in the chief's house. Next to you are just two others and you're here to listen to the chief's concerns about the village he has heard of. Rumors say that on Erland, an island which is located in the Baltic Sea, just off the coast of the mainland, there is a village with some very, very strong fighters. And the chief, he wants to own those fighters. It would expand his power and he could be trading from the west and the east coast. For this, he must conquer the village. But before he can do so, he needs to know more about it. And yes, there is a purpose why he has chosen the three of you to go there. Kalda, the woman sitting next to you, she's a cold-blooded fighter and she suffers from an illness which makes that she doesn't feel any pain at all. She doesn't speak much though, but she will protect anyone if she is told so. So you're in good hands with her. And then we have Yoru, the seer. Yoru has the gift to see stuff that nobody sees, which of course is essential for the chief's strategy. And why is there you? Because you are an excellent socializer and networker and you make friends fast. The chief wants the three of you to ride over there and observe the situation. A few days later, the bags are packed, the horses ready, and you start the long journey. And you love those long rides. You're just sitting on the horse and you ride for hours, no distractions in this beautiful landscape. You advance slowly, but you advance with every step the horse takes. It's just you and all your thoughts wandering through your mind, and there is nothing you can do but listen and reflect. Often you think about her, Sela. You felt so close to her, so connected. And she just shut down, shut everyone out, even you, and left. You're not angry, but sad. And often you wonder if she's still alive. Some people said 
that they had seen her taking a boat, leaving the shores and that the boat smashed on the rocks. But the body was never found. Many days after riding with a silent Kalda and sometimes a non-stop babbling Yoru, you arrive in Kalmar on a cold windy day and you can see the island not far away. With a boat, you cross the wild Kalmar Sund and you arrive directly in Sköpingsvik, the mentioned village. It's freezing cold, not many people are outside and you can see the fuming chimneys all over the place. And you know that it's best to find the chief's place directly. That's when Yoru starts walking into a direction. You follow him. But this time it wasn't Yoru who had seen something. He just had better ears than yours. Because if you would have listened carefully, you would have heard the noise, the sounds of laughter and roaring coming from the town hall. Calder passes you to opens the door and steps into a grand feast. There are some kinds of scenes in there. You spot people singing, eating, drinking, kissing. It's wild. Is the chief here somewhere? You ask a woman passing by. (laughs) Yes, standing on the table over there. To the chief, someone screams. And everyone is cheering. To the chief. The chief is standing on the table with a huge smile, takes a deep bow, straightens the back again, calms the crowd down. The face mimics become severe and starts talking. Thank you, my friends, thank you. You believe I'm your chief, but I tell you I'm not. You think you need a leader, but I tell you you don't. You believe you are free. Yes, we are, thanks to you, screams someone from the back. The chief looks at him and continues talking. No, Frank, you're not. You're not free because you follow me. And you do whatever I tell you to do. Is that being free? No. As the chief of this village, tonight I have a few wishes. I wish I would be surrounded by men and women who can lead themselves. I wish I could sit next to you, Astrid, and you would tell me what you wish for yourself. I wish you could all tell me what you truly believe in without feeling that I will judge you. I wish you would have the openness to change every single day. Because if you stand still, you will become lifeless. And I wish that you can feel alive every single day. Many thoughts and beliefs you have are not your own. Listen to everyone around you, but just listen. And then you transfer what you have heard into your own belief. I wish you could stay curious of who you can become if you would cut yourself loose from the ropes that are holding back. It might scare you in the beginning because you will have 
a sense of floating in space without control, being all alone. But let yourself float. And again, listen carefully to your inner self. You will hear your fear screaming at you. You will hear your doubts crying. Just listen and wait. Don't ignore them, but don't answer them too quickly either. The chief looks around and then spots you. Her eyes flicker for a moment and a small smile hushes over her face before she becomes serious again, but still fixing your eyes. Remember the day I came to this village? You saw a strong woman arriving on her horse. But the years before, I was living in the woods all by myself, and I was a broken woman. I had lost everything, my family and my friends. But in those years, being all alone, I found something. Myself. Today I'm stronger than before. Why? Because I had to suffer. And because I had to face myself. That's when you face your weakness. That's when you face your fears and your worries. But it's also when you start to face your strength and hopes and dreams. And today I know that I cannot hold on to something. I can only appreciate. I can be thankful for what I have every single day. But I cannot hold on to it. And what if that there could be a chance that it will even be better afterwards than it was before. But we don't know. And we fear the unknown. But I tell you what I have learned. I wasn't able to evolve as long as I judged myself and everything that had happened to me. And I was so tired of not advancing and not getting better and as I wanted. So one evening in the woods, I just broke down one night on the floor and I wept like a kid. And that was when I let go of everything. I fell asleep and I had a dream. I dreamt that I was still kneeling on the floor, crying, when someone put the arms around me. I looked up and it was me. I apologized for being so harsh and severe to myself, stroking my head and I felt those warm arms around me and I felt secure and loved. I was loved by myself. For the first time in my life, I could feel pure love for myself. And I heard myself saying, it's all right. And it is okay the way it is. It's always okay the way it is. I woke up and the weight and pressure of my heart were gone. I was able to breathe and it was the day I stopped running. It was the day I accepted how it was and it was the day where I promised to be kind and to love myself. And when you're all by yourself, 
you will get to know the deepest you. And when you can love yourself, you will be able to love others. If you know what it means to be independent and free, you will be able to inspire your kids to become it as well. When you know that you can save yourself, you will be able to save others. And when you know that you can lead yourself, that's when you can lead others. You watch her. You listen. Your heart is feeling so warm and you don't want to be in another place. Just here, right now. And you want the time to stand still and it does a little. But you know that this is just this moment. So you let yourself fall entirely into this beautiful, beautiful moment. And now you know what it was that has always amazed you about Sela. She, she just didn't know that she had it. Nobody knew. It's her inner strength. It has always been there, but hidden. And now she was living it. She was bathing in it. And that is when you understand and even feel that you have it as well, this inner strength. It's in there and it will show up when it has to. Everyone has it. We just don't know and sometimes we forget. And then we worry about things and stuff. But what if we could believe a little bit more in our capability and in our hidden inner strength? The story ends here with loads of open questions. What happened after this evening? What happened to you, to Selah? Did the chief conquer the village? What did Yoru see? Did Kalda have to fight to protect the others? The thing is, history books don't mention this story because it wasn't as captivating as the story of the Viking Eric the Red. So unfortunately, I can't tell you. But if you close your eyes and try to travel back in time with your thoughts, maybe you remember. Now, my dear listeners out there, let me give you a few thoughts on the way. The story is about inner strength. Selah always thought she was a good and loving wife and mother and friend. And she was. But boy, there was more. She was a warrior and she didn't even know it. So a question I am pondering on is, do we have to suffer to evolve? And my answer is yes. I think we can still evolve without suffering, but not as intense. And what if we could go there where we could embrace the suffering? Wow. The last time I was feeling that I'm suffering, that was at the beginning of the year. I was sitting on the couch thinking... Okay, I'm suffering. 
And I know the day will come where I will understand the meaning of all this. And I knew the day will come. And this hope helped a lot. And the day came where I understood why I had to go through all this shit. And it was like, okay, now I get it. Thank you for showing me. And my last thought for you is this. I believe that we underestimate ourselves enormously. Yes, of course. We can feel vulnerable, fragile, sad, feel weak and oh so small. And we hear that we should show all those feelings. And yes, I'm with you, we should. But I'm so excited about the fact that we are freaking strong beings. And so much stronger than we think we are. Seriously, again, when I was feeling like all the mentioned up above at the beginning of this year, feeling weak, vulnerable, sad, alone, did I think, would I have thought that today I could say that I feel stronger than ever before? No. But the reality is I do. This challenging year was a gift. And I understand my mormon, my grandma saying, I take them all. As she said, if a hard moment arrives, stand upright. Look it in the eyes and say, I'm ready. Come here. And then you take it. You might fall, but then you get up again. You deal with it and you carry on with your life. And yes, you are going to be stronger than before. You are. And of course, a part of the suffering is hurting and no fun. But if you just believe that the day will come and it will come where you get out of it, that you're going to feel like a warrior who has survived a battle, this feeling, visualize it. Oh, dear me. Now. Whatever state you are in, never forget that there is a warrior inside of you. A beautiful, strong being, that's who you are. And you can handle so much more than you think you can. And this should give you a feeling of inner strength. Enjoy it and take care of you. And by the way, very soon it's Christmas. Wherever you are and however you celebrate, from the bottom of my heart, I wish you some peaceful moments for you and for your loved ones. And now I will go and pack my bags because tomorrow I will be leaving to go to Sweden because I have to go and start to write the book. The book. <laughs> so the next podcast will be coming from a place in the north and I can't wait to show you where I will be staying all alone.